Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Om Shanti. The time that we choose to be aware doesn't necessarily require me to just sit and meditate. But even while I walk and move around, I can be in a meditative awareness, which is awareness of the soul, the original, eternal, imperishable being of light. For a little while, I'd like to invite you to be present, to be here, and to be now. Allow your mind to settle in the moment, to relax. This meditation is about awareness. It's about becoming aware of your original and eternal self. It's about connecting to your truth. Let go of your name. And observe yourself feeling nameless. Let go of your gender to discontinue thinking you're a man or a woman. Let it go and observe how you would feel walking around without a gender. Let go of the role that you play and let go of the titles that you own. Observe how you're feeling as you are gradually letting go. Let go of your religion and put it aside just for now. And let go of your nationality and even the language that you're accustomed to. Imagine you have no name, gender, role, title, religion, nationality, or even a language. 
ask yourself, how do you feel at this moment? And in this feeling, who would think of you and who would you think of? The Supreme Soul would think of you and you, the liberated soul, would think of the Supreme. In this state of absolute freedom, I am truly who I am. A free, peaceful, pure, immortal, eternal soul. Allow yourself to just be absorbed in this awareness. At this time,
Welcome, everyone, to America Meditating Radio. That's a timeless classic, Colors of the Wind by Vanessa Williams. I don't know, I'm just feeling a little mushy this morning. (laughs) It's kind of weird. I think they call it stress, but it's okay. When you live a life of purpose, you know you're going to go through ups and downs, ins and outs. Not many of us are living from really deep, deep core beliefs. You know, to be able to really set your priorities pretty clear and and, and to trust that your passion will guide you to where you need to be and to maintain your balance in doing all of that. It's all a, a work in progress, isn't it? And um, I always feel like we are moving forward, even though sometimes it feels as if we're taking a step back. I have to tell you, if you have not watched the TED Talk by Dr. Andrea Pennington, the latest one, you've got to do it. It's all about living an authentic life. And I didn't know our homegirl could sing, but at the end of that TEDx talk, Andrea, I mean, belts out this beautiful song called I Love You, Me. And so if you get a chance to visit that, please do and let her know that you appreciated it. And so, you know, we are in the month of June. There's a lot that happens in the month of June. We also recently just lost one of our very, very beautiful sisters in the Brahma Kumaris, Sister Sharla in Gujarat. She just went in for a little simple surgery and bam, you know, some other souls or parents are calling her. or Maybe her soul just says, I'm out of here. But we want to hold a minute of reflection and silence for her as she travels to her next destination. It's been very, very heartwarming to for every year to initiate something that is just illuminated and brought so much light to the lives of so many. It's also the month of Gay Pride Month, where there's a lot of folks standing up and saying, look, don't tell me who I should love. Love is a universal language. It's a universal religion. We don't even know what the problem is. So living a life of purpose can sometimes be an uphill journey. Some of us take decades to find out what our purpose is. Some of us are just born into it. Some of us get to it by accident. But for whatever it's worth, everyone, please, let's look at what it is that matters the most to you. And today gives me really great pleasure to be joined by two incredible personalities, one that I met through an old friend of mine who I was taken to India, Marla Maples, and she connected me to Monish Mahotra, who she said that would be a really great person for me to meet and Monish and I ended up just having a really heart-to-heart chit-chat over the phone. We've never physically met, but our souls definitely have met, and I just love his spirit. Cass Thomas is going to also join us as well, and we're going to talk about some good work that Cass is doing, which I came in contact with from Monish. So let's move on and see what's happening. Monish Malhotra is a successful publicist. He's a retailer, but also a media influencer. In addition to all of this, what has truly defined his path in life is his inspiring work for the LGBTQIA community from empowering young people from the community and opening up a discussion in very prominent media platforms to organizing, listen to this, the first pride parade in India. And he continues. The parade has been now for 11 years, and Monish has done his best to make sure that the LGBTQIA plus people are recognized and accepted. He has also starred in the upcoming movie Sandeep or Pinky Farrar and starring Arjun Kapoor and Parinti Chopra. Professionally, he's the CEO of Silver Monkey Communications, an award-winning public relations firm and the franchise of the Labor Balance by Rohit Bal. This brother has been doing so much. But our second guest is Cass Thomas, and she's also an international best-selling author, trainer, 
and Certified Facilitator of Access Consciousness, which we're going to hear more about. She conducts private sessions, group training, and workshops on a variety of topics using her expertise. In her journey, Cass has encountered and facilitated over 1,000 workshops and assisted over 10,000 people, including the late Ray Charles, Madonna, Denzel Washington, Whoopi Goldberg, and much more. She authored the best-selling book, Seven Steps to Flawless Communication, and her second book, Dancing with Riches, launched first in French in the will be launched first in French in the spring of 2019 and will be available in multiple languages. Let me welcome these two amazing dynamites. Hi, welcome, guys. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you so much. Can you? Hey, so nice to have you guys oh, on air today. Well, it's our honor, and I am so happy that my friend Cass can join us. Me from too. Cass, yes, um, me too. I can't believe it. I was looking it over today, and I went, wow, we should have Cass on a separate show. Oh, my God, her work is, looks great. So Manish gave us <laughs> her permission. She said, yeah, sure, 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 you can put her on. <laughs> Don't you love how the universe does that? What are we asking for in our lives that, you know, we uh, we get these wonderful people like you that show up. So thank you so mm. much. Oh, received, received. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about the key milestones in your lives. I mean, what's behind your inspiration to spread joy in our world? It's really needed now more than ever. Well, what is joy actually? And I think if we begin to question that and acknowledge that in every little act, day-to-day life is what really exponentializes it for me personally. When I say, you know, you know this, Sister Jenna, that I've battled with drug abuse, emotional abuse, and to some extent, financial abuse. To me, joy was a very foreign and exterior phenomenon. And only very recently, let's say about a year or two ago, when I started questioning, what is joy for me, universe? Show me. And I realized it was all there every minute. I just had to acknowledge it and ask for it. And slowly, each day at a time, I'm experiencing, asking, receiving, and now even contributing joy to whoever crosses my path and comes into my life. So for me, it's just the interaction, the engagement with whoever comes across and whoever universe puts in my path. And I try my best, actually not try, I do my best to show them who they can be. It's more of a being than doing. What do you say, Kat? You know, absolutely. I love that you're talking about first acknowledging that it is part of your life and then also that you can receive it and that you can also invite other people to acknowledge it and receive it in their lives. And and that's for me, you know, the same thing. I must say that it's always been who I am. I get that now more than ever, right? And I've always been wanting to and trying to invite people to get out of the sadness and the sorrow and enjoy the joy because you cannot have sadness and sorrow if you don't have the other side of it as well. Sometimes we don't necessarily access that, reveal it. We give more (laughs) airtime, since we're on the radio, more (laughs) airtime to the sadness and the joy. And so yeah. and to the sadness than we do to the joy, you know? 
So just, and really grateful for the tools of access consciousness that I ran into about 15 years ago, because it really has allowed me to articulate that in a different way um, so that people Mm. can actually recognize that's who we are. We are love. And I, I love this show that you do. We are love. We are part of the energy of this earth. And so if you recognize you're not trying to acquire something, you're just really choosing actively to unveil who you truly are. Yeah. Yeah. So then tell me something, Cass. What happens sometimes when, you know, when you get into those melancholy moods where you just wake up, everything around you is perfect, but you wake up on that side of your consciousness where you just feel sad and you can take it into whatever you want to take it to validate why you should be sad. What do you advise folks to do when they do have those moments knowing that joy is their religion, but they can't help but accept, I just feel sad today? Yeah. Well, as consciousness, we say, what is consciousness? Consciousness includes everything, excludes nothing, and judges nothing. Of sadness either. So if you acknowledge that it's not wrong to be sad or to be melancholy, that it is a part of consciousness as well, uh, then you can look at it from a different perspective, not thinking you're wrong for being aware of mm-hmm. sadness or being aware of melancholy. And there's an amazing question, and this is you know your response to your your uh, question, which is, is this not? Because everything around you in your immediate surroundings may seem bright or it may not, but you are feeling melancholy. So asking that Mm -hmm. question, is this mine or is this something I'm aware of, right? And the millisecond after you, the millisecond after you ask that question to just recognize whether or not that feeling, quote unquote, of melancholy or sadness lightens up a bit because we have really an awareness of everything even if we're in one city or in in one room that doesn't mean we're not aware of what's going on on the planet on on the other side of the globe right so tapping into and acknowledging that you are aware of things even if they don't cognitively make sense allows Mm -hmm. you to say wow okay i'm aware of this and you know, we've got a great question, which is, how does it get any better than this? You know, and not going into the wrongness of you. <laughs> how does it get any better than this? And not going into the wrongness of you because you perceive it and not trying to make it right. Um, just acknowledging, wow, this also is part of who I am. This also is part of consciousness. And how does it mm-hmm. get any better than this? And it really does Lovely. allow the shift for you. Mm, I love that. Monish, back to you. I know that growing up in India with so many traditions and what as Indians we call the norm in the West, we go, that just doesn't make any sense. It's kind of odd that 10 people in your family have to know your business if you want to live your private life. But, you know, that's how tradition is. You have been on the journey to really live your joy. As you mentioned earlier in our conversation, You've been through a few years of um, drug abuse, growing up in India with, you know, tendencies of the same gender. That's a big, like, what do they do with you? And just working through your process, you must have looked for joy by external means mostly. 
you know, whether it was partying, drinking, relationships. Could you share with us what things did you do, what steps did you take that possibly were helpful in taking you beyond addiction and abuse and maybe heartbreaks that you've been through? Because a lot of folks really want to move away from the attachment to the sadness or the sorrow. And it seems that that's the biggest struggle, that folks just don't move on. They kind of carry it or hold it with them. Mm -hmm. Sure. So first thing first is the acknowledgement that every choice I am making is not wrong. It's also not right. It is what it is. It is just is. And from that space, you just simply see a stream of another possibility and a, a different possibility showing up that allows you to navigate this reality with, with ease. It wasn't particularly easy for me. I grew up in a lower middle class family. So, you know, and I was the eldest of all the grandchildren and children. So by the time I was 14 or 13, I started noticing that both my grandmothers, my maternal and paternal grandmothers, they were like, what will happen on his marriage? Maybe this kind of coat will look good. And, you know, we have a tradition of gold buttons on a black Sherwani. Now, if you ask me what is a Sherwani, <laughs> it's a black long coat. <laughs> That's the groom yeah. is supposed to wear. And then there was this juxtaposition of, you know, whether it's going to be grander than my maternal grandmother's wedding or my paternal grandmother's wedding. And so I was like, wow, what is this? And at that time, I was simply aware that my sexual orientation or sexualness, how I experience it, is different. So in a few years, I did tell my family and it didn't go well. And then, of course, I held it very close to my heart as a rejection of my being, that who I be is completely wrong. And without cognitively knowing it, I started making every choice wrong and invalidating myself. Do you know what I mean? How it feels like, you oh. know, you're in that conundrum mm -hmm. of life. Okay, you know, mm -hmm. if you have to keep certain things secret, even if it's an emotion or a feeling or a thought and you start to internalize a lot of things and invite those demons that, you know, right. are judgment. That, oh my God, right, wrong, good, bad, okay, not okay, incorrect, not correct, moral, not moral. All those filters and layers. Until one day I was like, you know what, who the hell cares? In my <laughs> journey. <laughs> you know, I've had yeah. many of those days. <laughs> The first step was starting dressing up very different. I was like, I don't care what you think. I'll wear shiny clothes if I want to. I'll wear short clothes. And I was a skinny boy. So I started literally just doing what made me feel even a little better on an average day. And yes, I did go to temples. I learned astrology, found mystery to see what was wrong with my stars. <laughs> was I eating the right thing on the right day or not? <laughs> <laughs> all of that it's been amazing and, yeah. and it, just, so basically what is happening is in this process I'm becoming more and more and more and more aware of all the thoughts feeling and emotions of everybody around me and also 
the fact that how normalcy is so normal that you're supposed to behave normal and confined to the set norms and rules. And I was like, okay, but that doesn't work out for me. And the more I wanted to be myself, at the same time I wanted to suppress myself, I was like, no, but this is so wrong, how can it be? It'll bring shame, it'll bring regret to me and my family, da da dee dee doo doo. So one day I was like, okay, there are drugs, alcohol, let's party. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that the first few weeks or even for the first few months or even a year I felt like a rock star I, I had all the school friends who of the country and they were at my house and they wanted to party with me and we were doing shots and we were chatting and especially what cocaine does is you know it can make you a chatterbox little do I know I'm already a chatterbox I didn't know need cocaine <laughs> for that that's why you were telling me in the bio when is she going to stop talking because you know what chatterboxes are like (laughs) let's say the journey has been so interesting from cocaine to consciousness being addicted to Mm -hmm. from one thing to another and realizing that addiction is not bad it's just a personality are you going to swim under the sea of sadness or are you going to surf over it like a rock star you're going to make use of that addiction, that addictive personality. And what really changed is, I'll give you a small example. You know, the joy of embodiment, which I know very much now, but I can relate it to an experience. There was one night I woke up, my grandmother was sleeping in the next room. I had done drugs, I drank, and I done like maybe 10 sleeping pills, which was a normal routine, sometimes 20 sleeping pills. First I'll do the upper and the downer and I won't sleep. So maybe 10 or 12 sleeping pills. I don't even remember. And I remember I woke up in the middle of the night with my bed on fire, literally on flames. What had happened is either I stopped a cigarette or left the lighter on or something, or maybe I just wanted to die and I was just preparing myself. And in the middle of this, you know, my body woke me up like, hey, dude, what's going on? And I'm like, cool, there's fire. So I put three buckets of water on my bed and go sleep on the couch. And then basically the next morning I asked myself, death may have been an option, but it's not working out either. So now what is really Mm. possible here? What do I do? And next week someone showed up. Actually, they'd shown up even before who was a client of my company, was a facilitator of access consciousness. And I did one session with them, spoke about this, discussed energies, told them what I was aware of, that it was not just drugs, but I was just aware of hyper, in a mutant way, aware of pretty much a lot of things, sometimes 20 years in the future, sometimes 800 right. lifetimes in the and holding onto it and lumping it and making it a melting pot and making a cocktail out of it and trying to numb myself. Didn't work, didn't happen. Having said that, that one session and that one conversation and on top of everything else, the willingness to change and the commitment to live I stopped the drug abuse of nine years wow. overnight. Wow. Never touched it. It Never. just takes that one second, huh, Monish? Like that one thought, right, Cass? It's Sorry. like that one thought that has this fuel, this kind of a superpower, which I think many of us aren't even aware that we were nurturing that one thought way back, saying, I know there's a better version or there's a higher purpose for me. And that one thought comes in and just opens up and accesses our consciousness. I find that 
so profound. And Kath, earlier you mentioned briefly about the opening of access consciousness, and Manish also touched on that. I'd love if you can share with our listeners how you became introduced to it. One of its founders, I think, was Dr. Dane Here, who has been also a guest on our radio show, and I didn't even know that that they were doing that. But could you tell our listeners a little wow. bit more about the access consciousness and, and how that actually got into your vortex and what you've been doing with it? Absolutely. It's interesting because I'm actually at a workshop with Dr. Dane here now in Milan. <laughs> oh, good, good. So I will definitely tell him hello from you. <laughs> Please. Um, yeah, it's funny uh, because Monish was talking about the bed being on fire. Uh, what is the motivation? What is the incident? What is it that we create that will get us to the moment of choice, right? And we can mm-hmm. always choose. You know, like Monish could have chosen to stay in the bed and fire and just try again next lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. So how many times do we do we have that moment that you're talking about of choice? And what is the difference in the moment that encourages us to choose more? You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you're in, uh, we're approaching international, you know, the yoga day. Sometimes it's when you're in the moment of meditation. Sometimes it's when you're in the bed on fire. Sometimes it's you're not actually choosing it. So the universe sort of brings a series of events together where you cannot Mm -hmm. deny it. And that's what showed up for me with access. I was living, I'm born in the States and Boston, New York, and I moved to Rome, had the perfect life, lovely husband, home, friends and everything. And there was a moment at which I couldn't find enough wine to distract (laughs) me. (laughs) <laughs> my body couldn't take enough wine to distract me from that knowing deep down inside that something else was possible, something else was required in order for me to be excited about living, you know? Usually, you know, we have, it's quite easy for us, like you guys were saying, chatterboxes. Like the three of us get together, we'll probably spend five days talking. <laughs> <laughs> without remembering to have uh, dinner. But, um, I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know, and that's <laughs> the thing, interestingly, about drugs, too, is that usually brings out more of who we already are. Uh, so if you're a jerk, mm-hmm. it'll bring more of a jerk. If you are actually a chatterbox, <laughs> it'll bring out more of that, too. But so my girlfriend of mine, anyway, um, showed up in Rome. I was asking the universe. I was like, please, there's got to be something else. And uh, actually, Deepak Chopra was in Rome at that that very month. And I went, um, I didn't have uh, the money to attend at that time on my own, because, you know, independent woman, I didn't want to have my husband pay for it. So I went and worked (laughs) the event with Deepak Chopra. And uh, I brought, so funny, I brought three books for him to sign, and he dusted them off. He was like, how long have you had these books? I was like, many years. <laughs> and the next week, um, a friend of mine who is a facilitator, she used to live in Rome, too, an American gal. She moved back to the States and ran into access and came. And she said, look, there's some people here who want to organize a class of access. Will you do that for me? I know you can organize anything. So it's like, was I consciously choosing it or was the universe saying, look, this is what you've been asking for? So I organized the class for her and translated it as well into Italian for her. And so it sort of came through the back door consciousness. And you know what? It doesn't matter how it shows up. Burning bed, back door, 
front door right. through a window crack. It's, mm-hmm. There's something. There's this magical moment that you experience, just like you were saying, the vastness of consciousness, and it resonates with something inside of you. It's not outside of you. It, it's inside mm-hmm. of us. And that's what I'm yes. saying, that joy inside of us. So for me, it was really, I, it was quite a surprise to see, wow, this is nothing new for me. This is yeah. everything I've always known to be true. And this happened to me yeah. with yoga month. This happened to me, again, back door with yoga. My first yoga experience, I took Kundalini yoga in Italy for two years. Because the only person I met who spoke English, and I didn't speak Italian at the time, was a yoga teacher. And I was so busy trying to bring people joy, I wasn't really centered in myself. And the thing I Mm. loved about the Western-style kundalini yoga is that you move so fast that by the time they tell you to sit down and meditate, you're so happy that they're giving you a break from from exercise. I know. I know. That's why I don't do it. I just can't do it. (laughs) And she came over and whispered in my ear, you're meditating. And it it resonated. And I said, wow. So even exploring, you know, the beauty of yoga, the connection that it provides was a little bit of backdoor thing, you know? Yeah. But I don't have a point of view about that. Yeah, I'm just so grateful to be in this space and invite people to this space. um, Well, well, you must be because you also have this new book that's out called Dancing with the Riches. What is it that you hope for the readers to take away with this? To recognize that they don't make any mistakes. That everything Beautiful. that shows up in our lives, somehow we create, and that, and the choices that we make may not make any sense, may not be logical, may not be linear, may not be predictable. However, where they bring us is something that we have been somehow asking for in our lives and somehow will show us a level of greatness that we are mm-hmm. and from, from which we can stop walking underground, start running above ground, and eventually fly. So what I'm getting from you is like, what is right is right, what is wrong is right. (laughs) (laughs) What is right is right, what is wrong is right, and it may be right for you, and that doesn't mean that it's right for somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like that. All right, so so Manish and Cash, you're about to start co-hosting an upcoming radio show on Voice of America. What's that going to be all about, and when will it be launched? I know, I'm excited to tune in. I guess I'm going to be getting emails, subscribe and follow us today, right? (laughs) Um, We're so hoping. We're so hoping, so I'm so excited. You know, it's funny that you, the way you met Manish is sort of the way I met Manish. And um, I don't know, Manisha, if you want to say that, we met in Delhi uh, last year. Yeah, last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I entered the room and Gas put her back on my back. And we do a little twerk. And she's like, hey, I know you, <laughs> but I don't know you. I'm glad I meet you again in this life. And it was just so instant. And the other thing, mm-hmm. you know, I have seen many women and others in my life, a lot of people, almost everyone does love from a place of distraction, from the sense that, you know, when they feel incomplete, 
or when they have a sense of by receiving someone else's love will complete them or give them a purpose in life. I have seen this crazy woman cast loving people from the place of love. love Probably it. the only person I know. And that has been an love incredible it. invitation to know her more and see what we can create together. And particularly, we both have some stories, some in- inspirations, even an invitation, and a lot of tools on how to go beyond the judgment of what you're choosing, even if it's addiction or known as addiction or abuse or love or sex or exclusion and all the binaries and all the binding and whatnot, if you'll have it. So, yeah, we're just hoping to just sort of explore this little journey together. I hope it's not a little. What else is possible, right? <laughs> what else is possible? <laughs> and it's, the show is called Beyond... The show is called Beyond Love, Sex, and Other Drugs, and it's on the uh, Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're going to be doing it every Thursday, 1 p.m. Pacific time, live, and we've got some yummy shows lined up. And it's really the interest of, just like you said, allowing people to recognize that they're not wrong and that no matter what you're choosing, you always can choose again in the next 10 seconds. And so yes. uh, we have a lot of experience with the, the addiction to self-judgment, the addiction to feeling wrong that has people choosing obsessive compulsive behavior and not reconnecting with themselves and with mm. their, the beat of their heart, which is the same as the beat of the planet, which is the same as the beat of the universe and how every, yeah, we uh, molecules and their body is not separate from the molecules that are all around. And so we are really interested in, in inviting people to a change. And we got a lot of stories, honey. <laughs> I bet you do. You know what? What a wonderful time we're in, right? It's just, there is yeah. something so beautiful about us being able to do the self-exploration and to be able to see the whole world, you know, ripple by ripple waking up alongside with us, but also for us to be able to stay awake. You know, that's been, to me, it's the greatest movie that's going on. I really want to keep talking with all of you, but when you get into your recording of your shows, you'll realize when the conversation is getting good is when the producer says, cut. Anyway, here's what's going on. (laughs) In closing, could you tell us, you've left us with some beautiful jewels, but is there a, a main message that you wish for our beautiful listeners to walk away with today? Manish, you want to go first? I will leave them with a nice and beautiful tool that has been blowing off my mind off lately. And uh, courtesy Dr. Dane, I'll just leave you with this question. Ask yourself maybe five or ten times every day and see everything, the energy of everything, just completely changing. It goes as this. If I know Mm -hmm. not this, what else is possible? Mm, beautiful. Cass? Yeah, that's awesome. What else is possible? Please use that question. It was one of my first questions also from Access. And, you know, my first uh, little booklet on communication is The Seven Steps to Flawless Communication and the tagline on that, and that's probably what I'd love to leave people with, 
is how much I know there is so much more that unites us than separates us. Mm. That's the tagline on the book. So if you acknowledge that you belong here, no matter how different you are, what would it take to celebrate our difference instead of judge it? Yeah. Mm. So that's what I'd like to leave people with. <laughs> oh, Cass, I have to tell you that I just love your spirit. I can feel it through the ethers. And Monish, you already know I'm in your pocket. Um, but <laughs> Cass <laughs> Talvis and Monish Malika, <laughs> thank you so much. And leave us with a website that our listeners can maybe get in touch with both of you. Sure. It's monishmalotra.com and cassthomas.com. Yes, K-A-S-S-T-H-O-M-A-S.com. And you can now find us on voiceofamerica.com on the Empowerment Channel with our show Beyond Love, Sex, and Other Drugs. All righty. Great way to end the show. I take a moment and acknowledge my gratitude to you for doing what you're doing and the change you are being in the world. Oh, you're a sweetheart. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad we're together on the journey. Absolutely. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks a lot for being here. Thank you so much. (laughs) Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So here we go. The jewels that I'm I'm walking away with, everyone, and I hope that you did too, is the question that Cass and Monish has left us with. What else is possible? Stop nulling into your problems and your issues. Right is right, wrong is right. You know, it's all an unfolding journey. And the least attached you can be to your drama, the more you can actually enjoy this thing called life and living the life of purpose that we're here to do. So I hope you've enjoyed our conversation. I know it's one of those you got to play back over and over again because there are a lot of jewels in it. But remember, as we end every show, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we really are here to love each other the same. So let's do that. Let's just love each other just a little bit more. And it'll be a really nice experience. Here's Marvin Gaye and what's going on. Take care and be well.
I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.